welcome back to the Talking Walls podcast. I'm your host, Matt Cooper, and today we're joined by three wonderful guests. We'll start with you, Dave. Dave, as a party, how are you feeling, mate, after the weekend? Very well, thank you. A little, little bit drained, a bit of a sore throat. Yeah, <laughs> Sounded a bit like uh, Sean Dyche, I think, uh, especially <laughs> on Saturday evening. But, yeah, oh, enjoyable nonetheless. Finners, how you doing, son? Yeah, all good. We're all a little bit flat, aren't we, for what the performance was. I'm sure we'll get into it. But it's a bit like, what is it, after the Lord Mayor's show, whatever. Need a day to recover, but I'm sure we'll be fine. Yeah, I'm all good. Something like that, mate. Something like that. And of course, we're joined by a familiar face back with a vengeance. Tom Parker, how you doing, mate? Very happy. Very happy. Very feel. (laughs) Very feel. I am feel. When I said keep it concise before, I didn't mean like... (laughs) (laughs) How you doing, Tom? Good. Yeah, I'm buzzing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no, it's good to see you again, mate. We've got we've got quite a lot to get through today. We've got obviously the small matter of Aston Villa away on Saturday. We've got Lizzie's Lizzie's Leeds coming up on Saturday and Everton. And we're gonna be looking at uh players this season who you've expected a little bit more from and players you've been really impressed with as we as we approach the quarter way through the season. I can't believe we're nearly at the quarter already. I feel like we're starting to slowly get into it now, and of course. We've got your questions, but let's start with the main talking point. Aston Villa away. Aston Villa 2, Wolverhampton Wonders 3. Um, an absolute masterclass from Brunelage or pure luck, Dave? A bit of both, probably. Um, <laughs> I, that, I mean, we all we said it sort of an hour before kick-off when, the, uh, when the, the line-up was announced. We sort of all looked at it and thought, oh... Uh, probably all half expected Jimenez to to be back in the team, um, which obviously wasn't the case. Um, and it, I, w- I was intrigued to see how the three five two was going to work, but for me it was an absolute disaster. It didn't work whatsoever, and I don't think, at least with that front two, I don't think we should see it again for a long, long time. But for the eighty minutes, we were poor. I'm not saying that Aston Villa were exceptional because they weren't either. Um, but for the last 10 minutes when we chucked on some of the big guns or at least started to attack, um, it, it, we looked good and I still can't believe that somehow that free kick from Ruben Neves has ended up in the back of the net. I think, well, I've think i said it on the review. I said we all Every time Ruben Neves has a free kick, we have our fingers crossed. If in the back of our minds, we know it's not going to hit the back of the net. Somehow that one still did. The football and gods were, were watching over us on Saturday afternoon, <laughs> like, I tell you. Yeah, we know Neves on free kicks, now. couldn't you, Kaz? And I think the only way that he's going to score is if someone else puts it in for him. Um, but let's start with, with the lineup then, Finn. Um, as Dave's has said, the 3 5 2 really didn't work. I thought that considering we had three midfielders, we were getting overrun. I thought McGinn had, I think McGinn had a good game, he's a good player. Um, he, he, all, all, he scored, scored a good goal as well. He got, he got the run on the midfield quite a few times. But what did you reckon, Finn, when you saw that lineup? Do you think what on earth is going on? Obviously, you want Jimenez in the side for views. Um, <laughs> but what did you think when you saw exactly, that? Yeah, turn the coach around. <laughs> um, no, yeah. <laughs> well, there, there, there was one in there that might have might have scored some goals and got some views. But no, um, it it was deflating. Sat on the coach seeing that come through. I. I can see what he was trying to do, um, but in practicality, especially in that first half, I think there's a, there's a lot of studies in football, isn't there? That especially when we're used to a two in midfield, I think having the three meant 
especially with Buendia, and I know you mentioned McGinn, they shirked responsibility on who they, what they were doing. So it was like, right, there's enough of us in here. We should be okay. That's what it felt like, that no one was specifically picking up Buendia and he had, just like Norwich away last year, I was getting flashbacks. He had the run of the, the green in the green, is that something like that, in the yeah, first yeah. half. Yeah. Um, and uh, and he was playing at that one for Danny Ings. He had a few, Matty Cash as well, playing him in. So that was the real problem, I think. And then just nothing to stick up top. I thought, bang, it's just his poorest game so far. As we said last week, we need to stop saying sign loan players because they have a stinker the week after. Um, so, yeah, we'll uh, we'll say he played poorly and then hopefully there should be a few goals coming. But no, it, it didn't work. I can see what he's trying to do, but I'm so... Did he? Ch- in the end, he didn't really change it. He just chucked attackers on, didn't he? It was... Like you're saying, it wasn't a masterclass. It was the furthest thing from a masterclass I've ever seen. I think he's just got very, very lucky. And whoever's doing set pieces, I think Connor Cody said that the goalkeeper coach has been yeah, doing Tony it with him Roberts, recently. Yeah, yeah, Mate, Tony, Tony Roberts has, seems to have got us three points there more than Bruno. But weird. Yeah, it, was, it was a really odd one. Tom, what did you think of the first half, mate? I assume, I assume you managed to catch the game up in Manchester. What did, uh, yeah. Yeah, what did you yeah. think of the um, first half? It was fairly uninspiring, non-event, wasn't it? It was pretty similar to the the past couple of games before it, where we we've looked very hit and miss going forward. There was no real plan, I guess you want to say. It mm. was sort of lump it up to a dharma and, and hope for the best. You, it's like it's like Finn said. You can see the thinking behind the lineup because Villa, I think, had some of the worst defensive numbers in the league for against dribbles, and we have yeah. some. We have the highest number of dribbles complete in the league. So you've got two players there in Adama and, and Huang who are good on the ball, quick, strong as well, difficult to barge off the ball. And particularly against centre-back pairing, I mean, Mings is just atrocious, really. Um, he, he's, he never fills me with confidence anytime you watch him for England or, or Villa. Um, so you could see it, it could have worked. I was a little bit disappointed, but not surprised that Jimenez didn't play because uh, he only got back, you know, he got back quite late on. Um, but yeah, it just didn't work. Uh, we, the full backs were pinned back because when Dia kept drifting out wide, so Marcel was basically pinned in his half, and Samedo had an off day as well. Um, yeah. So it was it, it was tough for them. But I thought that it, actually the back three were very very impressive in the first half. I thought even though it looked shaky at times, I think apart from the Ings chance, which was uh, again you know, a brilliant save by Jose Sar, who again has had a, a great start to the season. Um, I don't think there was. I don't think we were troubled too much. I thought they dealt with the aerial presence quite well up until the start of the second half, which I'm sure we'll come on to. Mm. Um, so yeah, it was very uninspired, solid but uninspired, which is kind of the theme of the past few games. But you know, we've still managed to turn it around. Yeah, and I mean, probably the standout moment in the first half was the Adama Traore chance, Dave. Which if you if you could sum up Adama Traore in 10 seconds, that would be that, wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly. That I was pretty pretty disappointed with him throughout the 90. And I sort of said that um, in the review. But then actually watching the game back and having the chance to watch the highlights back, you see that he was pretty pivotal in the second and the third goal. Um, but yeah, that, that one there, like you said, if some if you had to describe Adama Traore in one clip, that would be it. You know, All the talent in the world does all the hard bit, gets the ball from however far out and manages to beat four or five Villa players. And then it's not necessarily the finish lets him down because he gets it on target with some decent power, but it's more or less straight at Martinez, which is frustrating. Um, but yeah, that, I just felt that that front two of him and Huang, maybe no disrespect to Adama, maybe with a slightly more intelligent forward 
uh, Huang may have been in the game a little bit more. Uh, but like Finn said, I think that was by far Huang's first performance, almost anonymous, and obviously gave away the second goal. But yeah, I, I almost felt like Adama kept drifting out wide too much, so you're leaving Huang on on his own in the middle. And then if Huang drifted out wide, Adama wasn't getting into these those spaces or pockets of space. I think even in the second half, we almost tried to utilise Dendonka as like a false nine, which didn't work. So for me, if, if, if Jimenez isn't fit, you keep the same system and you either play Huang through the middle and Pedence and Adama on the wings or you start Huang and Adama on the wings of Fabio Silva up front. I could sort of understand the reasoning possibly for going with a midfield three to try and combat Villa's midfield because it was quite quite strong and I thought Louise and uh, John McGinn showed that. Um, but you know we can we can learn from that. It wasn't it wasn't great. Yeah. Mate, watching Silva today in the twenty threes, I could see why he probably didn't start. Yeah, he, <laughs> I had, he had, a, had a really bad day in the office as yeah, they lost one. Um, one nil to Middlesbrough today. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. Sorry, Southampton. Yeah. But yeah, it was that it was that memorable of a game. To be fair, <laughs> <laughs> it was a team hey, it was team red shot. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I completely agree, Dave. And looking at uh, the stats before the game, Villa had been dribbled past the most, or whatever it was, Wolves had most dribbles. That's all well and good, but when you're playing with Huang and Adama up front, they've got the back to goal for most of the game, and they're not running into space, and they're not. Utilising the, the wide areas, like which is where they've operated, and probably we were playing very deep as well. We were like that first was, half. We yeah, there was no urgency. Yeah. No, yeah. there was no no urgency at all. And uh, I said it for the the previous game, uh, the Newcastle game. Even though we won the game, fullbacks ain't doing it for me. The wingbacks are not doing it. I think Marcel, mm. you can kind of give him a bit more leeway because it's not his natural position. He's an auxiliary left centre half playing left wing back. He's he's a square peg in a in a very round hole. And then Samedo, like big fan of Samedo last season. I thought he'd kick on, which we'll come on to in in in, in, in the like latter bit of the podcast. But he's just he's just not doing it for me. That it's very conservative. It's very safe. It's passing inside and they should have been our outlet at the weekend. For the first half and yeah. for obviously up to 80 minutes and they weren't um but... reckon there's been a change there but sorry to interject but you know when you when at the start of the season samada was unbelievable first three four games yeah, he was constantly making runs forward finish. getting into good positions um even the, the watford game you know he, he had two one-on-ones to score so he, he can definitely play an advanced role um but like you said, I just don't know what's happened to them the past couple of weeks. I think the team as a whole has got a lot more conservative. Yeah. Um, it, it does feel that at points, you know, I hate to refer it back, but it does feel very Nuno-esque at points, I think. Um, Thomas, no, sure. I know, I've whispered winning. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's why we're, yeah, I guess, I guess you could say that. But, I mean, look, it, I think maybe a 3-5-2 could potentially work if you had someone playing alongside Raul. I think him and Huang could be quite a good partnership. I think they complement each other quite well. Mm. Um, we've already seen them link up a couple of times as well um, with Han com- Huang coming in off off the outside. So yeah, I, I, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't want to play. I wouldn't want to play a three-five-two. And no. and one of the reasons is for that is you've then got literally no midfield options off the bench. Like you, you you're playing your three centre yeah. midfield. Well, that- one of them gets cropped, you fucked. That's why if you play that formation, you need somebody else in the midfield other than that midfield three. Yeah. Someone like Renato would have done a good job in there, or even if you bring in someone like Daniel Pedence as an as a number ten mm. in in behind those, and then you mm. can always switch if needs be. Pedence and Huang can push out wide, 
um, and 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 go back to the three four three. Yeah, there's no energy in that midfield at all. There's no dynamism or anything. As good as Neves is on the ball or Matinho is on the ball, they're not the quickest centre mids. And and Dendonka's never been the most mobile. He's not really a box to box. He's all right when he's all right when he gets going, but he he turns like a QE the QE through, doesn't he? They all do. And you look at (laughs) look at the villa like like Ben Ben is obviously good on the ball, but McGinn, but they were well, they lost the game, so it doesn't matter. But they were they were just driving past our midfield and just getting their arse into players and turn. And it it was just too easy. But Finn, we'll come on to the second half, mate. And Villa got the goal um, fairly quickly. And would you try and explain to me what Saish was doing? What for the, for the goal? <laughs> Do you know what? Just talking about McGinn as well. He plays like Ebanks Blake in midfield. McGinn does. He plays like Ebanks Blake, where he just yeah. shoves his ass into it. It's like it was so reminiscent, especially on that goal as well. Why he's got so tight in the first place, says I've got no idea. But that's McGinn's thing, isn't he? So just like his everything's physical, and then he can put a good ball in as well. Um, I, I don't know. It's people are blaming Cody as well. It's just, it's no, Danny Ings is always going to be in the right place. It's, it's what he does, and he's made a very good career out of doing it. And it was just a sucker punch because. If a goal came in that first 35, 40 minutes, you'd have said, well, it's coming, it's coming. But I felt like we we grew into it in the end of the first half and then straight away within, what was it, two or three minutes. It was horrible. But, I mean, Danny Ings loves scoring against Wolves and he also likes um, going 2-0 up and then losing 3-2 to Wolves. So maybe it was a, a sign of things to come after that one. Say so he's got, like, far, like... You know, say so get touched tight, but I, it was almost like he was trying to blow McGinn's back out. He was that close to him. He was like, what, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, it was I just don't understand it and like (laughs) I know I know he got the goal and I always said say he's better at the other end of the pitch Mm. but it's just that Mm. moments of madness like that that in the top leagues you do get punished for yeah yeah, it was a good edit. To be fair, it was a good finish. I think and... Cody or Kilman should have tracked the run of Ings better. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. I thought he he got in between oh, those two on. so easily. Yeah, but he just but... held back. One of them's got to get tighter on him. They just let him run onto the ball. Yeah, he was but very at the similar. same time, not, not not quite the same. The thing with Vardy, the first game of the season, you just where like Cody just almost doesn't Flat anticipate it quite rightly, yeah. and Vardy beats mm. him too. It's a similar sort of thing, really. Mm. And then. Yeah. If we move on to, to the second goal, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be like uber critical here, and I'm probably gonna get a bit of stick for it. I think he's never has not turn his back. They don't score. He turns. His I back thought. Do you know what? Do you know what? I, I actually I actually oh, thought that is. when I watched the highlights, yeah. I thought, oh, he's turned he's turned away, which obviously you know you just get told never to do. Mm. So yeah, I actually agree with you there. To be honest, oh well, you got you got blame got to blame Huang there. Like, absolutely, yeah, the pass is oh, shocking. Yeah, there, yeah, 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 the pass is shocking because you yeah. don't even know. It's like literally no one is in the vicinity whatsoever to where he's put that. Ball. <laughs> it's the fact he plays a pass and he's like, like for the people who yeah. on Spotify, yeah. I'm gesturing Boss my hands. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> like, 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 like step out, and I think yeah, if Neves doesn't turn his back there, I think he, I mean, he might cop one in the knackers, but. It, it, it more than likely doesn't go in, and Sart didn't have a chance. And you just yeah. thought then, like, I mean, me, I was I was with Dave, and uh, we were probably quite pissed at the time. We were just like, this is nowhere near good enough. Like, this is not what we expect from Wolverhampton Wanderers side in a derby. Like, we expect so much more bottle and fight. The worst, the worst thing was, yeah, the worst thing was after that was that like. You just expect as soon as that second goal to go in, you'd expect to see some gold shirts on the touchline getting ready to come on, and there wasn't. There was no sign of it. And I remember I got my phone out and I said to you like earlier, I couldn't really remember uh, too much of the game immediately. 
But I got my phone out and just said, when is this clown going to make a change with this far into the match? And <laughs> I was I was so surprised to see that. Oh, tweet. mate, I just lost my house there. Like, you know, Tino's well, that is probably, Villa, I was like, Dose proper lost his head. I've never yeah, seen we you tweet were, anything like that. We were, we're dreadful. We were fuming, though, like... It, it probably Matt probably rubbed off on me though because he was calling for his mates oh, on the other end. He oh, was saying, "Oh yeah, <laughs> I might have rubbed off on you after the game, not not the team." <laughs> 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 oh, rubbed off on each other back in the boy yeah, rose, mate. <laughs> but like, no one's gonna. I mean, obviously, like Wolves is like social we media content. No one's this. gonna say it. <laughs> no one's gonna say Let's it after the game. The but that away end. Bar whatever Matt was getting up to up there, the away end was turning from seventy to eighty minutes. The the misplaced passes. There was one where Dendonka played in a Dharma and he tried to pass it back, and then yeah. there's no subs coming on. It got, it was really not nasty, but it wasn't great, was it? So I mean, that's yeah. never going to be talked about now. But we were so poor. I was losing my rag. I was saying like, what, like Bruno, yeah. what are you seeing here that I'm not seeing? Like. It's not working. You, you, you're persevering with Wang and, um, and Adama up front. It's not it's not working at all. And I, I was really critical of Adama's performance on the review. I haven't watched the game back. He's actually had, had an half-decent game. He, yeah. he wins the free kick for the third. He's pivotal in the second goal. But it's hard to see in that corner where we were and after about nine points. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> Tom, let's talk did about we... the fight back. The, uh... I was going to, I was going to say, did we win the game or not? I was going to say, like, we've got all the negative. <laughs> yeah, we need to be a bit positive now. Yeah, yeah, but now we're going to give it, we're going to give it big licks, mate. We're going to go for it now. Shit so, on the villa. <laughs> talk to me about the introduction of Daniel Pedence to that game, mate. And I've been critical of Pedence last season, not so much this season. I'm not really sure what he offers, but he come on and, and made a real big difference, didn't he, Tom? Yeah, Daniel Pedence is a big hero of mine. He, you know, he's he's constantly proving that people below five six or of, of of that region can actually achieve something in life. Um, is yeah, changed changed the game completely. Um, I didn't give him enough credit on my fans' react to be honest. So it was like what Dave said when I watched the game back. I didn't realise the amount of times that you know he he was getting us up the pitch. In fairness, his corners were not very good. Um, I think the first goal that we scored was it the one where oh, yeah, he had two, two. He, 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 had, he had two goes at the corner and he hit the first man twice. But hey, hey look, you know he, he got the assist for the first goal. I think um, he, he, he's just he's, he's the player that we lack. I think sometimes that we cry out for someone as a ten. I don't know if he can really play as a ten. We tried it a few times last season and he was good. But he's so good at finding pockets of space and driving us up the pitch in a different way to Adama. I think Pedence um, is a lot more forward thinking, I think, than Adama. He sees things, he's got better vision. He sees chances a little bit earlier. I think Adama's more reactive to a situation, whereas I can trust Pedence more to unlock a defence with a pass. Mm. Um, like he did a couple of times. There's a couple of really good crosses that he put in. Um so yeah, buzzing for buzzing for him really because every time he's played, he's 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 definitely you know staked a claim to to start in the team. I think he's outperformed. He and then he do, he's just really inconsistent though, isn't he? Like he'll, he'll have a mm. good cameo for like half an hour and he'll play the next game and he just he just looks lost. It's a Southampton game. He, he started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. He, he was terrible. That's all our wingers though. Yeah. All of our wingers do that. Yeah. They're all inconsistent to be honest, and I think that's yeah. why we're sort of clamming for Neto to come back because. I think once Neto gets back into this side and starts getting fully fit again, we we seriously could be like cooking. 
Um, well, you, you, you'd hope so. I think to 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 think he's going to come back and just get on firing all cylinders is yeah, no, you won't. Bit, bit of won't. an ask. Yeah, yeah, Dave. But, that pass from Neves though for the first goal. That's what you pay the big books for, and it was so oh, cute. Orgasmic. Took three or four Villa players out of the game, just like straight back into the box. And to be fair, I think I, I don't know which commentator it was. Might be the Sky Sports one. Made yeah, out Sace's finish was easy, but even he had yeah. to, you know, stretch for that one. Had to mm. time it perfectly. We saw what he did last year at Villa Park. You know, missed from one yard out, so I was never going to put my house on him finishing even from there. But yeah, great goal for it. Really, really well worked. Neves pedence back across to Sace and. Uh, I don't know, I just felt then after we got that goal, you look at the, the clock, um, about 10 minutes left, you thought, go on, the momentum had swung. I think one of the things that we haven't mentioned yet was sort of after, after about, I don't know how long it was, 60, 65 minutes when Villa started making some changes, they'd brought uh, the likes of Buendia and Douglas Louise off because obviously yeah, they'd I'm been really on international good, duty and yeah, I think yeah. that just swung the game and that's mm. possibly one thing that... Bruno possibly did. Um, I know we only had Jimenez and he didn't really make a huge impact when he came on, but that's probably the one thing that sort of swung the game in our favour, really. So, um, yeah, that that was massive. But that goal really, really well worked. Did galvanise us, didn't it? And you did, I always said to you, take a draw here now, bloody hell. Um, Massively, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it, it, it did just change. And I've seen Villa fans criticise Dean Smith for the changes he's made. But if the play like when Deer was was on his last legs, he could barely he could barely. I, I don't think he was in the game at all. I can't remember one no, thing no, that he did. No, he really. played a good free ball in the first half, didn't he? For rings that was, that was probably just more our incompetence than anything, though. Um, but you could just tell. And after that thing, it was it was one way traffic, wasn't it? I know the goals were scrappy, but I, I just I just felt that with that the away end going absolutely mental that something else is going to come. Yeah, but two all felt like the moment, didn't it? Like that, yeah. oh my God, we've done it. And then I, I was listening to the Football Ramble today and I'd, I hadn't quite thought about it until today, what it would be like the other way around. So for me, I thought, right, two all, we'll get out of here now. But they were saying like, can you imagine being in that Villa end and you go, right, 2-1, you're starting to feel a bit nervous. 2 all, you're angry. And then you lose your head, stupid foul. And say for us, that would be, and Jack Grealish, you stood over a free kick with the last second. You just go, right, we know what's happening here. And it didn't feel inevitable to us. But when you think about it the other way around, it's just, it was phenomenal. And obviously it's a horrible goal. But I think we need to over, we didn't state enough. Is that we need to overstate Pedence's um, contribution? I thought he changed the entire game. He's, I know we say like the wingers, um, they all, they're all like that. And Pedence, I think he has stinkers sometimes because he plays all his passes. Then there's never a safe one. It's always like a right. Can I get it between his legs to play Rowling? And so when, he, when <laughs> five of those don't come off in a row, yeah, yeah, exactly. So you've got to do something like that. And it was fantastic as well. The first corner he came to take down by us. Did you see they're all singing? Um, you're smaller than the corner yeah, flag or something. Or the corner flag's bigger than you. Do you yeah. know, it's after we scored after the one, they stopped singing it. It's <laughs> I didn't hear that one. Um, but no, yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> no, good. Yeah, he's good. good play. We were sat right next to Pedence's family as well. And I just, yeah. Thank you. Then, his parents, mate, his parents are tiny. Right. <laughs> <laughs> smaller than it. That doesn't explain it. I've got quite <laughs> a small no, yeah, family. Honey, I've shrunk the kid. Honey, I've shrunk the Mate, it, 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 what makes it so like funny as well, like, like how, how bad we were. Yeah, the first goal is like, obviously your centre half scored. It. The second goal is like an own goal. And obviously, the third goal is. Like, <laughs> it was know, awful. It, it was it, it was, was the worst comeback I've ever seen. But, but it was could, brilliant at the yeah. same time. You could but the tell first that, goal is so good yet so yeah. bad, isn't it? Because Neves is bought and then uh, 
weird. You can t- tell that Cody doesn't score many goals though, because like, he didn't know what to do, did he? Tom, when it when that <laughs> went in, he was just like, it's not what I'm doing. He cupped his ear as well. He did everything. He yeah. just did every like every trademark celebration. Um, I was really happy for him to be honest. I've given him a lot of stick this season, but you know, I've I've always been the first person to say he's a great bloke. Um, so he's a great <laughs> so guy. You know, he's, he's, he's a love, he's a lovely fella. Um, so yeah, and it was it was nice to see him. It was nice to see him have his moment. To be fair, uh, and just oh, Fosh Neves' goal! Wow, I was going absolutely mental because the like, the the paddock strip for paddock had just scored a last minute winner, and the mm. game had just finished. So I was getting the their social. So the then game. I got so then I got the <laughs> I got the Wolves game. Uh, I had the Wolves game in like multi screen. So then, obviously, once that was all done, I got it done for like the last five minutes, and I, w- I had a couple of people crowding around me as well, um, watching the the Nevers free kick. And I could just knew I knew it was going in. I was like, "This is def. I got I got spidey senses are tingling. I know this is gonna." And yeah, it was it was an awful deflection. Um, so yeah, I went, I went, I went, absolu- I went absolutely mental. <laughs> I had a few a few of the players were looking at me like I was an escape from an asylum. Yeah, I went. It was. It was oh, just like, the, oh, the feeling. It, that doesn't happen very often. How often do we come back from two 0 down? Especially against the, one of your local rivals who were giving it absolute mm. lemon for eighty minutes. How bad? How bad was it, Dave? Like they were giving yeah, it. They were. They were giving it loads for like eighty minutes, and when the second goal went in, they shot up the third one, mate. How funny was it to look into that north stand and just see him in tears? When we when we were two 0 down, if we didn't score for another two or three minutes, you would have imagined Wolves fans would have start started to leave the the stand as well. Um, but like it was the opposite way around. We got that first goal, like you said, Villa fans saying, "All right, what's going on here?" Then we get the second one. Half of the fans have half of the Villa fans start to walk out. I know that somebody that you knew, Matt, that was giving it the beginning had disappeared after oh, the second yeah. game. Yeah, giving it loads of game, telling me he was going to slip. But you, you, but you saw the celebrations of the Wolves. <laughs> yeah, you saw the celebrations of the Wolves fat players as well. I think they knew how happy they would have been with a draw after you know how difficult the game was and how poor we probably were. Um, and the, I think the celebrations reflected that. The second goal we haven't mentioned. Uh, I think Fabio with a decent crossing. Kilman mm. probably should have put his header into the back of the net. Kilman could have goals this season if you get it. I know time. he should have, shouldn't he? So should um, Dendonka. Adama's <laughs> <laughs> uh, ball back into the box was great wow. as well, and I, I don't know who got the ball back across to Dendonka. towards Dendonka. Cody. Was it, it was Dendonka? Uh, and then was it Court, Courtney House that basically no. got the assist? Was it that hit it off? No, Cody? it was uh, Twanzebu, wasn't it? That was it. I, I don't. Yeah, know. yeah. I didn't House didn't play because yeah. things we thought Jimenez was going to play, so that's why he played Twan Zebra. Oh, well, I don't know what that yeah. means. But... And then, um, <laughs> and then, make, yeah, the, make the, any difference. the third goal, Adama, you know, break through probably the, the inexperience of Ramsey to bring him down. I think right on the edge of the box, and like we said earlier, never in a million years that I think he was going to go in. And I just remember, like, took the deflection, <laughs> Mate, and Emmy Martinez was just on the floor. Now. And it's probably the slowest second of my life. Just yeah, like, you know it's coming. Yeah, yeah. yeah it yeah, looked yeah, like yeah. slow motion, didn't it? I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I couldn't tell if it was actually going in or not until it until it hit the back of the it net. It's just that that away. I've never been in a way and like it for that third goal, even for the second goal. Like we were right at the back of the stand and ended up nearly on the pitch. It was just ah, <laughs> oh, I've I think I've watched it like twenty five times. And I've, I've, I've been at work today, and every five minutes I've been like, I oh, fucking haven't watched it. I'm addicted to the highlights and just the yeah. sheer noise from the away end. And 
all the all the players coming over, like you, you know, these foreign players don't care about the club. But I think they, uh, I think they showed with the, the celebrations at the end. It was just fantastic, and and even Cody celebration getting booked. What a, what a day! I mean, it papers over the cracks. We we'll move on to the next game. We just spoke about the Villa game for half hour. I thought we might. It was just it's worth it. It was just a, a like it's fairy tale stuff and. Like like Tom said, how how often do you come back from two 0 down team three two, and how often do you do it against your local rivals? Like the Albion always have the five one over us, and imagine like Saturdays how how they felt when they that when they dicked us. Like we we never do that to local rivals, um, but we've we've done all right against the Villa in recent years. But I'll never I'll never ever ever forget that away day. It will, it will live long in the memories of of, of my footballing um, memory, and that's why we love it, isn't it? Nevers a celebration as well. Uh, exactly. he, he loves he loves the club, doesn't he? Nevers. I, I, he's, he's, he grows on me more and more every year. I'll be honest. Yeah, well, we'll have to grow on you when you attach when they leave. <laughs> yeah, enjoy him oh. whilst he's here. Yeah, definitely, mate. He was a uh, he, he had he had a, a, a quietly a good game. I thought, um, especially obviously the, the the assist and and, and the goal. But. Lads, we've we've waxed lyrical about the Villa game. I'm sure we will for for months to come. We'll milk every last drop out of it. But we've got another winnable game on Saturday as uh, mm. Leeds welcome Wolves to Ellen Road. Leeds struggled this season, Dave. I haven't know they've uh, they've had to be fair. They've had a few injury problems. It looks like Bamford's still going to be out. Ailing's still going to be out, but might have. Um, Rafinha. What's his name? Say again, sorry. Rafinha. Rafinha, the only good player. Rafinha and Phillips back. Yeah. Um, I'm hopeful we can win that game, Dave. Yeah, I, I, I had a chat with somebody about it yesterday. I didn't actually realise how poor they've been this season. So they're just just outside the relegation zone, as far as I'm aware. Good games, close games against them last season and got the better of them both times. We've got two 1-0 wins. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm hopeful. It'd be very interesting to see how we approach the game. Um, over the last few weeks, you know, we, we looked pretty dominant against Newcastle. Saturday, Bruno almost changed our system to match up f- for Villa's positives almost, for Villa's strong points. So I'm going to be intrigued to see how we start off um, on Saturday. For me, he's got to revert back to the 3-4-3. Got to get him and his back involved. Um, but I'm hopeful, fingers crossed, you know, another three points there. Um, you know, we've got this stretch now. I mean, the, the December fixtures have all been confirmed uh, today and just looking at them has, has made me nervous again. So we've got a stretch of fixtures still between now and the end of November where ideally we need to maybe try and get nine points at least from the next five. Um, and, you know, we can be in the top six by, by mm. December, fingers crossed, because it's going to be a tough month. We need to try and get all the points that we can get. You know what concerned me the most about that fixture release is that we sat down this afternoon and we all agreed... Yeah, I think we'll do Brighton. Yeah, out of all the games, Brighton away <laughs> on the Wednesday yeah, night. Yeah, go on, let's do that one then. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't but like, what a shit shout that is. We, we, I was saying this to um, Joe, we went to the game on, on Saturday when we were walking out on the ground. I went, we all said at the start of the season, how are we going to attract Botman and the likes of Sanchez when we're 16th in the league? But you make a very good point there, Dave. We have a good run at it. We we could be like top seven, top eight, and these players they may want to be part of the project come January. Yeah, de- def- definitely. And I think you know we still got. I think the Sanchez one especially. We still got that pull. 
Sven Botman has still spoke about Wolves. He spoke about it the last two international breaks about the p- potential deal that, that was close to happening. Um, and he's, he's not sort of ruled that out. I think a lot of it does depend, you know, those two players specifically, does depend on how Lille are doing in, in European, um, in, in the Champions League. Um, but, you know, we have a strong run between now and December, which is, like I said, we could be easily in the top six. It's still very tight. I think we're only, what, two or three points outside of it now, the top six. Um, and I'm not going to say we're going into December and we're going to lose every single game because that's not the case. You know, we do still give some of the top six good games. Um, and there are still some of the teams sprinkled in there, i.e. Watford, I think, on Boxing Day. So there's still winnable games in there. So if we can get into the other end of December on, you know, in the sort of top half at least and, and still maybe only five or six points away from the top six, you've got every right to start knocking on the door for those top players again. Yeah, just looking at Lille now, I know that we're only looking at Sanchez and Bottom, but they're 11th now in, in Liga and they're bottom of their group in the Champions League. Yeah, so who knows? But Finn, are you, are, you, are, you, are you hopeful that Wolves can Wolves can do an, another number on Leeds this season as they did last season? Yeah, I think we were one of the only teams to actually do the double, weren't we? There was a, all the top six struggled, especially at Ellen Road last season. So maybe we do have to play and just sit in like we did those two games because we, we were pretty poor in them too last year. Maybe Bruno's going to look at that because... Also, I can't remember the last time we played well, to be fair. It may have even been that Man United game the last time we, yeah. we lost. We've been well, shit, I, know, I suppose it was Brentford in between that. So, I do worry. I think the, the wins, I think we've, we've what, four wins out of five now. It is papering over cracks that as soon as we lose, we're going to kick off about. But that's the nature of being a football fan. And I do worry. I mean, I worry about every game. I find a reason to worry. But I worry about Leeds in the fact that if people don't apply context in that, right, Leeds are losing a lot. But then, as you say, Phillips comes back, Rafinha comes back. They're two brilliant players. I don't, I'm not concerned about Bamford either way, to be fair. I think any striker should do well in a, in a system. I mean, if he scores a goal, doesn't he, for Leeds? He's had five or six shots in a game. He's not yeah. a clinical striker. So, I do worry, especially Rafinha. I think if he's off the right on Marcel, I, I'm, I'm trying to come up with problems. But as you say, they're, what, one place off relegation... It should, yeah. hopefully, if we can actually put half decent performance in for once, should be okay. Yeah, Tom, who's your front three? I, t- I take it you're playing with a front three. <clears throat> yeah, I, I would revert back to a front three. Um, I would probably go with Raul. Then Duncan Ed- played well at right wing at the weekend. <laughs> he does need yeah. a few goals, doesn't he? He needs a few goals for that talent. <laughs> sure. Finn, uh, Finn Morris at Molyneux as well, putting a decent <clears throat> shift. Against Raul and Adama, <laughs> I think I'll go with. Mm. Just because their their fullbacks aren't well, I don't know. Because Junior Firpo is is quick, so I, I would I'd, I'd like to have someone who's who's, who's going to be as as quick as him. He's not. He's he's defensively he's not convincing. Obviously, that like, like Finn said, the the worry would be Rafinha. He's got really decent defensive numbers actually, which tells you that he, he can definitely press and he can definitely put defenders under pressure and he's in the top 10% in Europe for progressive passes um, and our defence does tend to struggle against passes maybe on the inside channel in between the centre-back and full-back so I think that could probably be where some of the issues could come from um, <clears throat> that and the fact that he's, he's just very clinical he's a great dribbler of the ball um, so yeah that, that would be my concern is, is obviously Rafinha Calvin Phillips as well energy in midfield we can struggle with that but Good on Gogglebox as well, Calvin Phillips. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't realise he was on there, to be fair. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, no. Uh, 
yeah, Pedenza, Dharma, and Raul, I think, will probably be the the best combination, really, for the, for yeah. in terms of getting past their defense. They're not the quickest. I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go bold. Bold. <laughs> I'm gonna go bold. Um, Shave your head if we win. I no <laughs> bold, not bold. <laughs> um, I'd like to see uh, Raul, Pedenza, and Trinco. Purely, or or Raúl, Pedence and Huang, uh, purely because I think with Leeds they go man for man on everyone. If you've got fluidity across that front three, causes them all sorts of problems. I've seen it with the top teams, especially City. Point, yeah. The way they switch in and out. If you go, if 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 you if you if, you, if you're playing a Dharma, you know he's not gonna. You know what he's gonna do, don't you? When they go man to man. Where as we saw with the 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 Newcastle game. Although Trincao had a bit of a stinker, there was a lot of interchange and, and Huang coming through the middle and, and Jimenez drifting that wide. I think that is the way that you beat Leeds. But we'll see. And if it does happen, clip this up, get it on Twitter and you can all thank me later. <laughs> but what, watching go with two at the top now, a lot of Huang and bloody Adama. But that, that's, what it, that's what it'd be for me. And I think Martinho and Neves in the middle. I don't think Dendonka did enough and I don't really like Dendonka in a two. Who was it last season? Was it was it Neves and Dendonka that didn't work, or was it Dendonka and Matina that didn't work, or well, I think everything didn't work last season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was going to say you, yeah, opening a ten of worms there. Uh, I don't know who it was. I thought Dendonka. We had an all right record with Dendonka last season. There was for a while, wasn't there? When he played, we didn't lose. Yeah, King. I can't remember. King, King. Yes, yeah. It's been a tough game, but I'm I'm hopeful and. Like you said, Dave, get another couple of wins under the belt. These are winnable games. You, I don't know. You're not. We're not saying we're going to be in Europe, but we could be. We could be up there with a shout at the at the end of the calendar year and get, puts us in a strong position going into January. But it also puts us in a strong position for folks and to be like doing all right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. Oh look, we haven't it? spent any money and we're mm. still. Competing for top well, seven. No midfielders on the bench, and we're seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, we've, we've just we've just drawn to Watford, and Willie Bolly and Romain Sace are both in the middle of Africa. Man, we're, we're doing all right now. <laughs> and that's my concern. Yeah, yeah. That is my big concern. I mean, centre backs. We've got like two centre backs for that winter period. I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah, but that's... you've still you've got Marsali could play there, Dindonku could play there, Keanu Hubu could play there. So Can you imagine with the amount ideal, of penalties but... we're going to give away with Marsal at centre back. <laughs> I know. Mm. Yeah. Just concern me. Um, before we move on to the Everton game, we'll just we'll just kind of flick over that. Um, Dave, do you, do you feel like we're using up all our our luck in the last kind of three games that we should have had in the fir- first three? Probably. I don't think Newcastle game. I don't think we needed the luck. We looked pretty dominant in that game. Southampton game, you could say so, and. Probably that Villa game, yeah, I'd definitely say so. But for all the good chances that we created and didn't go our way those first three games, I think that all came into one in the last 10 minutes on Saturday. And I think Bruno knew that as well. So um, I think, I don't know if it was you, Finn, who said it to me or somebody else. They've had two days off now. So they had Sunday and Monday off today. Um, But I'm, I'm sure Bruno will still have a little bit of concern about how we performed. So... Hopefully the rest of this week he can sort it out. But yeah, definitely yeah, all that luck or lack of luck from the first three games has, has come back our way. Mm. Hopefully it gives us a bit of a platform now to kick on. Just looking at Everton because we won't have a podcast before the game. It's a Monday night game um, under the lights at Marlinia. I believe it's on it's Monday night football, isn't it, on Sky? Yeah. You know what? They've had 
they've had a, an half decent start to the season, but having watched them on Sunday against West Ham, I don't know if you oh, boys mate. managed to catch the game. They were they shit. were terrible. They yeah. were shocking. They were so poor. Yeah. 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 Do, what do you reckon, Tom? Do you reckon you get a result against the Earth? I'd love to because obviously yeah. like my coffee's tough. It's a tough one. They conceded from a set piece, and Connor Cody obviously mentioned that we've been working a lot on set pieces, so we could potentially see a weakness there that we can exploit. Um, they just looked very, very ordinary, but they've got Rondon up front, and that scares me because you always <laughs> get these big shit house average strikers that come up against our defence and just turn them inside out, like Chris Wood. Do you know what I mean? Like, so oh, one Chris of those... Wood isn't an average shit house striker, mate. He's absolutely mm. unreal, I think. I really like well, maybe I'll get maybe I'll get some pelters for that one. But yeah. do you know what? Do you know what I mean though? Like the the unit kind of, you know, Chris Wood's got better feet than Rondon. I mean, yeah, but Rondon's been absolutely atrocious so far this season. But he looks off the pace, doesn't he? That I mean, well, he's been playing in the back arse of China, hasn't he, for two years? Going from that to the Premier League is a it's a big step mm. up. Um, yeah, no, I I think we can get a result. I don't see why not. There's. I, I think we can stake a case for ourselves in pretty much all the games coming up, really. I, I, I can't see why we wouldn't be able to, to get a result. My concern, again, would be defensively set pieces. They've got Luca Dinha, who's obviously very good from, from dead balls, and you've got Yuri Mina in there. You know, you've got strong centre-halves. Keane is, is underrated as well. I think his aerial ability is good. So, yeah, that would be my main concern. But I think it's got to draw it or no it, that one. Really I would take do. a draw at home to Everton. I want to win that game myself. Yeah, but... I'd I'd want to win it, but I, I just I can just see well, it being a I can just see it being a draw. If, if um, we if we if we beat Leeds, I'd, I'd probably take a point against it. It'd take four points in the next two games. But, oh yeah, um, yeah, 100%. yeah. Just uh, moving on then, chats, because conscious we're coming towards the end, we're going to get the questions in. Um, the Leeds game is, I think, it's our ninth game of the season, so we're approaching the quarter way through the through the season. Um, I'm going to ask you all. Who the player is that you feel has surprised you the most in terms of, you know, that how how well they've played, and then also a player for the rest of the season that you want to kick on and expect a bit more from. Dave, I'll start with you. Ooh, um, maybe Max Kilman uh, oh, for one that surprised Dave. me and done well. You can, you can be the same one for you. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I know somebody had sent a question in about him as well because obviously I think. Uh, sort of towards the end of last season going into the window he was linked with a move away and I sort of set a lot of people losing their heads over it and I said like look genuinely if you want to be kicking on Max Kilman's not the defender that he's going to be a starter no 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 I, I don't think he's yeah, uh, yeah. I don't think he's a player that's going to guarantee your top six every season but at the same time I think you know he has kicked on enough to even show you know with some of the crap that's in the England squad at the moment you know he's got every right to to maybe put Gareth Southgate on alert with some of his performances. There have been moments this season where you think, "What are you doing?" I think Southampton he played a really really strange pass, and there was a couple of shaky moments. But the fact that he's been almost ever present throughout this season so far, and not really at any point looked like he should be dropped, I think is is a is a positive, and for me, obviously, exceeds my expectations of him from the start of the season. Um. Some of it to improve. Um, I think Marcel has been a little bit disappointing. Um, but in terms of a new player, maybe I, I expected a little bit more from Trincao, I'd say. Um, okay. I'm not saying that he's been disastrous, but 
and 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 I think you can see the quality there. But I I just had in the back of my mind when we signed him, we we're having this young kid who's come, had a little bit of game time for Barcelona last season. I thought he was going to take the Premier League by storm, and that hasn't quite been the case. But like we said, only a quarter of the way through, three quarters of the season left. I'm hoping that he can kick on a little bit more. Are we all two? Yeah. I I'll try and go someone different than Kilman. I do agree. I think Kilman's been brilliant. I th- I'd probably go with Pedence as well as another player, just because those two share that same theme of almost being written off. I thought the that injury-ridden Pedence sort of towards the end of last season, he just wasn't the same. So it's a really nice surprise, as we're saying, that that seems to have he seems to have shaken that off. And with Kilman as well, I don't know that it was just against Villa, but he brought the ball out about four or five times where it was like. It was one of them. Go on, oh, he's done another one. He's doing another. Yeah. Go on, go on. Suddenly he's like, and it was. It's it's just good to see. And I, I think it was Leeds away after Leeds away last season, where I said again, tall left yeah, footed ball playing English centre half. He, he's got a, he's got a sniff. Yeah. So um, who knows? We'll see. I don't want to hype it up too much, but Pedence <clears throat> has surprised me in that I'm relieved he's getting back to his, to his old self. Um, and one to improve. I think the wing backs are easy. I, I think I said a few podcasts ago that we may need to look at the system if. It's relying on from those wing backs. It's just not going to come. So I'll, I'll go Samedo in that. I want to see a little bit more that he hasn't really found a link up with a right-sided play yet. So maybe that will come in it and he'll get better to try and twist it into a positive. But yeah, and with Trincao, I agree with Dave. But I remember seeing a thing on Trincao. Sorry, Matt, I know you're tired, so I won't go on too long. Um, but uh, <laughs> Trincao. Yeah, you put uh, a glass of this late, yeah. <laughs> no, this is good. When we, when, we, when we signed him, the head youth coach at Braga said, we always had to, like, when he was 12, we put him in the under-15s. And when he was 15, we put him in the under-18s. He said he found stuff too easy that we had to keep challenging him. And when I'm watching him play, and I've got that in the back of my mind, especially in his last game, where it was, I've taken on four players and I'm going to stroke it like half with like half the power that I need to. And it just doesn't get that. He needs to be, it sounds weird because he's not rising to the challenge yet, but I feel like he needs to be challenged more. And like, mate, this is serious. This is the Premier League. You're playing for your move here. I mean, well, to Wolverhampton from Barcelona. So he might not be that hard. I might have just unlocked it in my head there. That's why <laughs> I think really you just solved it. You cracked yeah, it. No, <laughs> I just solved it by accident. Solved. There we go. Yeah, he's going to be rubbish, everyone. There's no hope. <laughs> positive finish there <laughs> uh, yeah pretty basic but I, I, I agree with Dave Kilman and, and Trinko to be honest Kilman I, I like because he's he's probably the only centre-back in our squad that's actually got decent stats for progressive passes and progressive carries which is something that we've needed because sometimes you want to off in it don't keep the ball out the back in it we, as long as you can, as long as you can like, play for the third that's what we want well it, to, to be fair considering considering like how how poor we've been uh, or some of our centre-backs have been on the ball in recent years um, it's nice to have someone that I feel comfortable being in possession yes he's rough around the edges Still got a lot of improvement to do. And for someone who's, you know, 24, you could suggest he should be, you know, improving quicker than he is at his age. But I also think that, you know, he's got he's got more time as a centre-back, you know, 27, 28, I would say. You know, is when you sort of hit your, your peak at a centre-back, sometimes even later than that. So mm. um, I've been really impressed with him. Um, not that we haven't got any much choice, but to be fair, is, is Bolly still injured or is he just not no. playing? No, so he's on the bench. Play, yeah. So, do you know, he must be doing something right because it's either him or Saiz that's keeping Bolio. Um, probably more so Saiz. But fuck me. 
Yeah, no, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what's happening in training for for Bolly to to not be playing. But yeah, yeah, Kilman and the, and then Trincao. Yeah, his finishing is just really just it's just poor. I know that he scored against Nottingham Forest, but he's had a couple of good chance. He had a good chance against United. He had a ridiculously good chance against Newcastle, which he hit the hit the bar somehow. Um, oh wow! I I just think that yeah, there's just something's not quite clicking with him yet. He's, he he reminds me a little bit of. Neto uh, or Jota in the sense that he looks small, but he can muscle off defenders quite well when he gets in his flow and he's dribbling. Um, but yeah, I think hit and miss so far. So uh, I expected a, a bit Strokes more from him. everything, doesn't he? Everything yeah, strokes. he's just, so, just very slow. Got to come round, Francisco. Um. <laughs> <laughs> he's great in massages, but yeah, in terms of scoring goals, he could be uh, could be doing. I don't, I don't think he necessarily muscles defenders off. But what I think he does do well is get his body in between the ball and defender and commits mm. them, doesn't it? So yeah. Oh right, let's move on to the questions then, lads, because we're we've only got ten minutes left. Um, thanks for those who 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 asked questions on on Twitter today. Um, Andy the Wolf, Andy Willis has asked, "Are we winning despite?" Uh, despite Bruno, his lineup and tactics on Saturday were bizarre, and his sub timings were weird. Dave, what do you reckon? Um, <clears throat> I agree with it. I think the sub timings were off, were strange, and the fact that he brought Fabio on ahead of Jimenez as well was really strange. And I think it's unfair to say that we're winning because and and not because of Bruno, because you know he's the man that puts them through their paces Monday to Friday at training, and then you know picks the team, does the team talk on 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 the weekend. So you know we don't know what what happens behind the scenes. And other than other than Saturday, like you said, we're only a quarter of the way through the season. Other than Saturday, I don't think there's been any other game really where he's looked. Poor tactically, I, I, I think you know um, it was only a few weeks ago we were all raving about how good his tactics were. So maybe the yeah, I think it's a... when we decided to go seven up top. <laughs> For me, that's a good. That was a good thing, though. I don't think that's that's bad, though. That that was a good thing. So no, I think Saturday was just a, at the moment is a bit of a one-off. Okay, that's fair enough, chaps. What do you think, Finn? I'd agree, yeah. But to be fair, Villa he had Juan Jimenez, Fabio, Pudence, Adama all on the on the pitch at the same time. So he, that seems. Oh to be yeah, thing, no. Listen, it? he brought Marcel off when we scored three goals. So there you go. Makes you think. Makes you think. Don't fucking start. Sees things that we don't. <laughs> I think oh, the, the individual points after the first statement are fair, but I don't think you could. Yeah, as Dave said, I don't think you can say we're winning despite the manager. I do think there's a disparate, a, a massive difference in. When you watch the training videos and it's pass and move and we're flowing everywhere, that's not quite happening on the pitch. But you can see what he's trying to do. I think it should click. And if we can score a few set pieces every game as well, then it's only a positive. Cool. Tom? Yeah, I'd probably just second what the others have said. I think the, the the games that we've won, we haven't really had a style of play, which sounds mm. weird, but there just hasn't really been a style of play. It's kind of just... We've just managed to win games somehow, just through little bits of individual quality. You know, Raul and the, the Raul and Juan combo for um, Newcastle, the, the great kick and the bit of individual brilliance from Jimenez for the Southampton goal. Um, the, the you know the brilliant pass from Neves for the first goal, fortuitous second, fortuitous third. You know, um, we're getting goals, but it's not really through what we expected, which was in the first three games of the season. Um, you know, really good attacking, high pressing football, mm. um, but we're getting results, and I think it's I think it's unfair to say 
in spite of because you, I don't think it's possible to win in spite of a manager. Although Man United fans mm. might have something to say about that. <laughs> yeah, um, they don't win. Um, yeah, and he's all, and he's also asked, and I I disagree with this. Do you know what a club persists with putting the away fans in the stable lower, not the corner of North Bank? It's too nice for the opposition at Molyneux. I think the state the stable no. is oh, shit. Keep it there. Like, keep they, it there. You get pissed on from above. You can't you can't get an atmosphere going because if one side starts to chant, the next side's like ten seconds later because the sound doesn't travel. I think it's best to keep them in there. I do. It, yeah, it's it, class. It, it, it jays the South Bank up a little bit when they can be half eternal. So, <laughs> yeah, because nah, that's. Oh, I sorry. think I, I think that the the one thing is it does jay the South Bank up as such, but the away end can't create an atmosphere at all, which in one way is a good thing. But I think it does hold back the overall atmosphere of Molyneux because. I think if an away end can create an atmosphere, then that will, you know, spur the the South Bank and whoever else on. Um, so I don't know. Maybe in the future, obviously not this season. Maybe give them half of the upper and half of the lower. A bit like what Villa did on 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 Saturday. Mm. I think mm. that that would work. Difficult even then, though, wasn't it? So I got to get it going because the top different to the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. I I I I, I reckon keep them there. Um, Dale's asked Dave. Has Dave as a party changed his mind about saying that Kilman wouldn't be good enough for regular starter? Hmm. Conference player at best? No, he didn't say that. He didn't say nah. that. He's <laughs> getting cooked here. No, that's why, that's why I brought it up earlier. I think it was Dale's comment that I saw. Like I said, I, you know, I'm happy to be uh, proved, proved wrong every yeah, once in a while. So, no, like, like you know, um, I, I, I said it, I think it was at the start of summer in the last season that, I wasn't. I wouldn't be heartbroken if he if he was to be sold, because I just don't think he's at the time had the quality for where Wolves' aspirations were. But I'm like I said, I'm pleasantly surprised with how well he's getting on. He's very rarely put a, a foot wrong so far this season. Yeah, a lot of people are asking, does Pedent start against Leeds, which I think we've covered, and then we've had Alfie and Wolves JXP. And a few other people asking, where does Villa rank in terms of away days in the Fosun area? Is it better than Bristol City? I'd say so. Yeah, mate, there's better ones than Bristol City. I know that was good, yeah, but yeah. to be fair, I was, I, was that New Year's Eve or uh, Bristol City or something like no, that? No, it was December time, though. 27. The Shiktas away, City away. City. I don't think anything comes close to the Villa game. I really don't. I know oh, oh, Cardiff was in session, Dave. Yeah, Cardiff was a Cardiff was there. good. And you know what? Someone said to me, "Oh, I think that tops Cardiff." And the hoodie that I wore for Cardiff away, I never wore it again until Saturday. <gasps> Genuinely, it was the Ooh. same hoodie. And never so. got a free kick. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh my go. god. So Where just let it? me know whenever whenever we need a really need a good win next away game, I'll wear it again. Fluffy yeah. Liverpool yeah. away as well. Liverpool away was a good one. I forgot him one. All the way. FA Cup. Yeah, yeah. That's how long ago it was. Paul Lambert doesn't count. So you've got Middlesbrough, Bristol City, Cardiff. Brentford away under Paul Lambert. Brentford away in League One. That 3 0. What a game. Was that on the phone? game. Yeah, Sacco, no. Sacco Jacobs and well, James Henry James Henry James, James Henry legend James uh, oh. Henry um, <laughs> what a player what a player is, is, it, is it a coincidence uh, since Mr Miami's been going to the away games where he lost <laughs> so I don't think it is I think he, he's the man he's the man beyond the magic I know that I know that's right, right. I know that's right <laughs> unreal uh, health he's got this week bloody hell oh, oh mate yeah, I know. but it's, nah, it's uh, a lot of good away games 
Yeah. Well, you, oh, you're yeah, the face yeah, of his TikTok. Yeah, he's on his latest TikTok. He gets <laughs> yeah. he gets where shit don't Findles. He's all over it. He's all no, over it. Villa, I think, yeah, he's probably up there. Mm. I agree, mate. Uh, Richard Fletcher's asked the Wolves fans to take Adama for granted. Without him on the pitch, we don't score those goals. He gets us up the pitch without him. We'd be boxed in constantly. Finn, would you agree, disagree, or don't care? You know, that went through my mind. <laughs> that went through my mind when, because I agree with Dave, when he said that Adama was like, he wasn't as like prevalent, he was slightly anonymous. And yet, he made six dribbles and that's like, oh, that's not great for Adama. But any other player would be highlighted if he'd completed six dribbles in a game. I think we do when it's not hitting like 10-11, these like freak numbers. I think we do. You look at him on every graph apart from goals and assists and he's up there. And as we said, he's won the free kick. That doesn't count an assist. He's set up the second goal. He, he's just an unbelievable player that sometimes the main stats where people go, oh, if it's not going in the back of the net, he's, he's not a good player. I think you do take him for granted in that sense. He's unreal at what he does and like everyone's going to say for his entire career until he's what thirty-five, if he could just shoot. But he's a he's yeah. a freak of nature. He's a wonderful man. I love it. It's, it's odd though. Like this this new contract stuff. Still, you know, mm. Percy reported mm. three weeks ago. It's really close. He's barely played, and we've we've heard nothing. It, I I've got a feeling it's already done. But it's waiting for him to score, like a Martinez. Yeah. You reckon, Dave? I don't know. I don't. I ain't that bothered. I still can't I'm still waiting for him to do something for me to make me f- think right yeah let's give him the 100 grand a week because he ain't, he ain't worth enough he ain't worth that at the minute fucking hell yeah. Dave I won't expect him that calling Bruno Larger clown and saying no to a dime <laughs> within three days yeah. <laughs> we're spending too much time with me from last season yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, you were the bigger Dharma fanboy though weren't you I've always been that me and you know what me and Dave have been banging the drum about him for like since he come in. Mm. And oh, that I first season that he was shocking though. First he was, season but me and me, obviously oh, me and Dave God. and Dave sees five star potential. You know, and do, right? yeah. he, he does. Yeah, it's a similar name to your podcast, isn't it, Dave? Yeah, Fabio Silva's <laughs> got five podcasts every Monday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've always I've always been that he frustrates a lot. I mean, but you know he's he's got that bit oh, of magic. I love him. Every time he doesn't play, we are crap. Honestly, every time he doesn't play, we are absolutely shocking. We haven't got a clue. If you watch every game of Dom hasn't played, we have not got a clue going forward. We look so poor. And then everyone's screaming for him to come off the bench. And we look miles better, Mm. you know, apart from Southampton. But apart from Newcastle. (laughs) And apart from the game. Yeah, bloody hell. Dave wants wants Marshall at right wing. (laughs) Getting those crosses, mate. Um, and final question from at the Townley: What did you make of Bruno Lage's behaviour on the sideline following the third goal? So he just turned, so he just turned to the Trinity Road, didn't he, and looked away. But was he getting from the chippy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce, it was weird. It's <laughs> weird, wasn't it? I don't know if he was looking, looking for a family member or something in the crowd. You know, like they normally do. So I, no, he was giving it to the Villa fans. Yeah. They must have been abusing him all game, and he just turned around and went, "Hey." There is a bit of a theme, though. He seems to do it, doesn't he? Just randomly stare up when his team are doing well. Well, what, yeah, watch the Benfica highlights from a couple of years ago when they win 10 0, and the 10th mm-hmm. goal is just stood there, like doing the same thing. Yeah, he's looking around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think it's just, I just think it's professionalism, I think. I think that's probably what I it can't is. imagine him doing the stuff that Nuno did, like running on the pitch. And he's that. not very animated, is he? And like at the end of the game, he doesn't come over to the fans, which pisses me off a bit. 
No, nah, no, no, no. You watch the clip of the fan, the players clapping yeah, the fans, and he's yeah. the one like pushing them all and then pointing at them. On, yeah, on but like, I want the manager to come over as well because it was a fucking masterclass. Like, come on, Bruno. No, I had a shirt saying, Bruno, can I have your jacket? And he told me. <laughs> yeah, you know, that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the best was that, that kid that Finn put a picture of, though, wasn't it? You see that, the double sided, can I have your shirt? And he ended up with two shirts. Yeah, yeah I oh. called a kid a shit house and then his dad's found it um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, no yeah he had oh, he had dude. a dharma por favor your camiseta or whatever on the one side and then kept Same. flipping it so cody can I have your shirt and he got both he's that kid oh, is going right. places though Scheming revolutionary what did you say you called this son of shit house and you got called out for it no his dad was all right along, yeah his dad went yeah he was a bit of a shit house <laughs> but um yeah. but no yeah he, he, i just put out like i put out <laughs> that it was funny because it was some it guy was sent for funny. finn though in the comments Really? Uh, in the yeah, DMs. Yeah. My Story time. No. Did he call you out for saying that he's a child? I think it was calling the child a shit house, but uh, <laughs> it was a compliment. It was a complimentary way <laughs> of saying like I, I did put that it was nice, Mate, but I wish any, I had thought of it to be fair. Anyone can get it. Anyone mm. can get it. You shouldn't have to worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> if, if a child's a shit house, it's a shit house. I know, I like that. You see that. See that comment as well, Dave. Someone put, but uh, I won't swear. No, we, actually, we've gone past it anyway. He was yeah. like, "I'm going to take a box. I'm going to take a six-sided box to the next game or whatever." He could have like, <laughs> "Kilman, can I have your <laughs> flip it round again, <laughs> Rubik's cube?" <laughs> you know what though? That like fair play to him. I'm not a big fan of this. Can I have your shirt business? But the fact that he's, yeah, if you're like, going to do it, honestly, he's got both sides and managed to get two. Like fair play to the little lad. And he'd written it in Spanish. Good lad. He definitely yeah. sells like sweets at high school or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, he's definitely the one. That's... So it was your birthday. You get like two for one deal or something. Yeah, wheeler dealer. Wheel yeah, Tony well, Roberts, I, I, I can I have your set piece tactics? <laughs> 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 uh, Marcel, play, play, can I not have your shirt? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I like, like one thing I did like about Nuno was the old, the old fist bump at the end, the old wee, wee, wee. I, I, mm. I, 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 with Bruno adopts that, it's kind of like you don't want to, you don't want to, it to be too similar. Do you know what I mean? Like, I've got maybe one. if you just like come over to the end and like started Millie rocking or something. Like <laughs> I was about to say the same thing. I was about to say it. I was about to say the same thing. Yeah, the whole of the South Bank, you know. <laughs> oh my god! I was about to say the same thing. Just doing the word across the back. Oh my god! But I'm putting two and two together with that though. Like you were saying, Dave, when he was pointing at the players at the end, going right, clap the players. So I think he knew. Right, this wasn't me. This was this was them lot that's got me out of this. Yeah. And when I remember Spears part of the thing saying that the players felt that towards the end of Nuno he was taking credit too much or something. One of the quotes, wasn't it? Maybe really? that's the thing that yeah, he was sort of saying like he was it wasn't didn't feel like a team effort. I can't remember the exact quote, it's there somewhere. I think um, yeah, no, I think I know you were on about yeah. It, I think it, I think Jeff had said it. I think it was something to do with Jeff oh, Shee okay. was unhappy with the amount of credit Nuno and his staff were getting and not uh, the recruitment, or so, or, oh, one, right. or vice versa, or something like that. Mm. I think it, I think it was it's one of those. I, I, yeah, yeah. He's well, maybe I that's just. <laughs> He's I, don't, I, I don't, yeah, I don't know. What I, oh, I can't believe. Oh, you know, we we win three two against City in the last minute. Oh, I tell you what, the fact that we signed, yeah, but, we signed a drama. It's, yeah. it's, it's <laughs> the same thing. If we lost five on the bounce, 
um, and Nuno started getting all the stick. Jeff Shee wouldn't say, why aren't the players getting the stick in the press, would he? Mm, yeah, it's the same yeah. thing. Yeah, it, like, so. we've, we've won three on the bounce, but this isn't about Bruno. It's about Karen and Cantona. He's made an absolute <laughs> mean button for the lads this week. <laughs> I think it's really made a difference. So it just doesn't happen, does it? No. Is the, the manager's going to always take I can't, the I can't, don't, don't quote me on that, but it, it was along those lines. It was, it was something to do with someone Is this, taking sorry, credit. Sorry, to do with Nuno or Bruno? Nuno. Oh, okay. The next game, I'm going to take a sign saying, Gabby Agbonahor, can I have your salt shaker, please? He <laughs> dropped some salt on the tier. I don't know how he gets He was, cold, yeah. Oh, I don't know how half a talk sport are employed, to be honest. Yeah. It is uh, it is very reactionary. Uh, before we end, lads, whose shirt would you want? Dave, who would you want? If you could, if you could take a sign and you guarantee that you're going to get a Ooh. shirt, even at 24. <laughs> <laughs> who, 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 um, who Probably Jimenez, I'd say. Probably Jimenez. What about you, Finn? I want eight Norris because it means you start a game. If you're big brain in it, yeah. be, uh, but no, yeah. I've credentials used to be funny. See if it's like a little extra small, or maybe it's probably a Dharma's. <laughs> oh. A Dharma's. But then somebody wanted to know if anyone's used to sticking it back of your car. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Hang on. <laughs> oh, talk, amongst, talk amongst yourselves for a second. Pedents, no, oh. I have to That's iron brilliant. off the Silverbug sponsor on the front before every game. Pedents. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no betting sponsors on the front of Pedents. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what's that, Why have you got no, that from? <laughs> right okay right i know we've gone that's over brilliant. but right that's brilliant basically right i'd when pedent signed they did free printing on pedent shirts right and i thought it'd be really funny um to do, for the, yeah for the uh for the for the audio listen i'm holding up a tiny it's a youth double extra small wolves um <laughs> two years ago shirt so I, this shirt was like a tenner in the sale and I got free printing on it. So I thought this would be a good skit for the vlog that I'll pretend like that it was like a, a worn shirt, a £10 <laughs> joke. And then we went into lockdown and then I never got to take it to a game. So that's the thing. I'm going to take a screenshot of it. small that is. <laughs> that's that's, that's absolutely yeah. super. Yeah, I took a screenshot. Oh, that's, oh. that's going on Twitter later. Um, that's the thumbnail. <laughs> who, 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 would you, who would you want? Who shirt would you want? Yeah, Pedence. It would fit me perfectly. Well, oh, I, I don't know. Whoever, whoever sweats the most, you know, if you want a That's cheeky sniff. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> fuck you. I'm going to give the shorts as well. Oh, God. I want I the whole sorry. kit. Yeah, I sorry. I don't want your shirt. I just want your compression wear boxers, please. Yeah. <laughs> Got a sock as well, there, lad. <laughs> oh, oh, smell of victory. Oh, oh God, Tom. Uh, no. Probably Nevers. I love your headband, please, Ruben. <laughs> I'd want the as I would. Actually, I've already got. I've already. I've got a couple of Nevers signatures. That'd be a bit boring. Mm. Yeah, mm. perhaps. Uh, perhaps don't base it off who sweats the most. And, and if you do, <laughs> probably don't. Probably don't air it on say, the Do you know what? Jose, <laughs> I go Jose. Saw. He's a bit. He's becoming one of my uh, favourite players. Why is that the then? Moment. It's just, I just, he's just class. It, he's, I just really like him. He's made a great impact on the team. Good beard, and he's no, got a great done. beard, made, which made collects a, a lot of sweat. Oh, oh God. my God! You need to. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Parker's been cancelled. Should we uh, um, wrap it up? Oh <laughs> yeah, my God! I bet the players, if the players are watch this and they see you in the crowd, and we like that. Don't, don't go. Yeah. He's, no, he's I don't on a turn up to games, mate. I don't know what you're on about. 
Yeah, it's gonna stay. It's gonna stay. <laughs> right, lads, I think that's enough. We've gone over by seven minutes, but as usual, yeah. the last ten minutes just fall to pieces. Waffle. <laughs> Absolute <laughs> waffle. Um Dave, where can people find you should they wish? Uh, Dave has a party on Twitter, uh, D-A-V-E-A-Z-O-P-A-R-D-I. Finn, where can people find you, should they wish? Finn is F-I-N-E-R-R-Z, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Thanks. Tom Parker, where can people find you, just to ask you? <laughs> just to um, block you and mute you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where can yeah, people no. block you, if they wish? <laughs> <laughs> Tom underscore Parker 12. Or oh, I've got a new Instagram coming out, which is, um, oh, is sweating underscore ballers. HD. You can find a new page there. I post pictures of very sweaty men. Oh, dear. You are <laughs> oh, my word. You are a menace to society. <laughs> <laughs> I am um, M. Cooper writes on Twitter and Instagram and Matt Cooper bites on YouTube if you love a mixed grill. And as always, I'll hand it over to Dave because he wraps himself <clears> a lot better. He's a pro YouTuber. So, Dave, see you <laughs> at the show, son. Yeah, and obviously Talking Walls on all social medias, Facebook, uh, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. We've got a lot of giveaways going on on Twitter right now, so if you aren't already following us on there, um, obviously do that or keep your eye out if you already are. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave us a review. And if you're listening on YouTube, be sure to hit the like button and subscribe to the channel. And off us all, we will see you all very, very soon. Thank you. Well, you'll see us free, but we won't see something again after that. <laughs> <laughs>